Welcome to Talking in Stations. This is David. Oops, this is uh, Matterall. <laughs> Actually, I go by David Matterall, so it works both ways. Uh, welcome. It's the February 16th, and today we have a special treat. Two people on two different sides of uh, a war, I guess, or some kind of conflict going on in tribute in the north. So uh, I want to introduce uh, first uh, Murray. Is it, what's the last name? Roth. Murray Rothbardo. How you doing, Murray? It's nice to see you here. And also, we have Naros from Fraternity. How are you doing, Naros? Hey. Hey, guys. Cool. I'm going to actually light up boxes so people can see. All right. We'll even go to this style. Okay. We got uh, some cool stuff. We're going to look at what's going on in the tribute area. So welcome back, Naros. Uh, it is, uh, I want to say Happy New Year. Thank you. I think it's the Chinese New Year this week, and there is a celebration. Yeah, lunar New Year. Lunar, right. Is that the proper way to refer to it? Uh, yes. Very good. I just found this out that China doesn't call itself uh, China, right? It's It's like they call themselves the country or something. Really? I never know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I heard that. I thought that was pretty interesting. But uh, Lunar New Year, and that's a holiday, I think, for fraternity. Currently on the last day of the holiday. Yeah. I think people go back to work tomorrow. Tomorrow, Seven okay. Seven days. Now, what happens in holidays is you get a lot of time to yourself. So you took advantage of that. And uh, what did you do with your holiday time? Well, uh, two weeks, I think. It was the last time, right? Uh, I was here two weeks ago. And, yeah. Uh, here again. Here I come again with the defeat. Just got beaten by the Frenchmen and their allies, the free men of the north. They formed like the Batman Vota, Raccoon Crew, and the Initiative. It's about 400 people. And ICTA, my entire coalition, uh, it's about 500. And we took two hours to reinforce toilet paper stage two days ago. It like eight six point zero ADMs, like ah, uh, so crushing. But so crushing. Wanna, yeah, yo, I I do want to try. It's the last day of holiday, right? And um, it's like you want to do the hand shot. Always do the hand shot against the smaller guys, but our number is not enough. Um, Outnumbering them by a hundred is not enough to defeat the, the advantage they have by having this 6.0 ADM. I have. It only takes them three minutes uh, to get one node, while it take us 24 minutes or longer. Oh my god, what a difference. Yeah, Yeah. the, the index really helps out there. So we preceded some capitals. Uh, they probably knew it because they counter with like 130 bombers. Uh, that's all TV does, like doing bumpers while the ally do Wrecking Crew Brother Tango Fleet. Uh, mm -hmm. Initiative was in the Kikistuka, signature Kikistuka. And Why um, is... oh, go formed the Kikistuka fleet, 60 people ish. Well, they took a wormhole up there or something. I don't know how to get there, but it was deadly. Um, I it was can deadly. talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it was deadly. It, it was what drove me off the grid, actually. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Volta okay. have a like probably six man uh, hurricane fleet issue. It's pretty funny they brought the doctrine. 
I handshotted all the FCN links. Um, just to tell them like they shouldn't be here. But you sent you sent a signal to their FCs, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I know the FC. He he was pretty salty. Jay Gun. Pretty salty. Jay Gun, if you're listening. I did that uh yeah, on purpose. Sorry. Oh sorry. Maybe bring a monitor next time. Oh yeah, he definitely <laughs> should. He was in a slap me or something. Was... It's like asking for the headshot. Dude. Sh- showing up to a fight against two fleets with like 150 plus people in them with more than 120 dps in each fleet without a monitor is a very uh it's a bold maneuver yeah in the bc even even more. even a max tank command ship without facts is probably gonna die yeah so and we were in the constellation late because uh, i didn't petition no for my stager and he lacks out he wouldn't let any people leave the system like you can't titan bridge out you can't take the stargate can't use Sansaplex. Ah, it took us a while. Yeah, it took us a while to get into <laughs> the constellation. By the time you already have two nodes done and the third like within ten seconds. So and it, honestly I didn't expect initiative and RC. We collapsed their wormhole. Uh, they have several options. We collapsed both of them and they somehow managed to find the third route. Wow. Uh, it's like twenty two jumps in total, but they managed to get there eventually. So uh, after their run, I knew, well, this time was lost. So I told my Intosis cap to stay safe. We only lost one in the end. Then we proceed a like a subcap fight because I want the Chinese dude to have uh, to not get a total blue ball after, you know, the alarm clock for this. Mm, yeah. yeah. A tiny engagement on the gate. And Pendo somehow get a warping on top of me while I was, you know, in Munins moving around. He somehow get on top of me and warp on my fleet. Hmm. That's what forces me off the grid. Uh, it's basically now the fight. Pretty good is, that a, there. is that a spy that got him the warping no, on top? No, I, I don't think so. I, I, no, probably not. No, hmm. it shouldn't be a spy. It's just like combat probing. And I was uh, good not paying attention there. He's, he's just good at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, good job for Pando, uh, especially finding that third way in after you blocked two ways in. Uh, he was able to uh, create some problems for you and actually force you off the field. But um, is that when you decided to call it quits or was that because you guys were alarm clocking for this? It wasn't their normal time zone. Timer was already over, and they were not winning the subcap fight, so that, that's a pretty reasonable time to call it. Yeah, I mean, you have to outblock them by a lot to win this timer. Timer like this, sixteen point zero IDM. Yeah, and we won't. So there's no point to waste our capital on grid, and it's pretty hard to defend them under like one hundred and thirty bombers, right? They just bridge around and kill them and get off. Yeah. Plus, you were describing that each node for you was what over 30 minutes and each node for them was a few minutes yeah, it's 10 minutes spool up time for capital and 24 minutes to actually run it while tpe toilet paper can just use the bifrost you know two minutes spool up time and one minute and third uh to finish the node well, so i'm you... gonna need to change my tactics in future yeah. i mean oh, interesting. go ahead marie when frat went after rook capel's staging I, it's mm-hmm. Tactics were similar. The difference was just instead of only being 
about a hundred and something odd people yeah. without capital advantage. Yeah. It, the numbers were something like three to one or something. True. Somewhere between two and three to one. And at that point, they can afford to just sit a fleet on every node and there's not much you can do about it. Credit's about credit's two TP though. They uh they do know their stuff about Intosis. They choose the best tools possible they have. Like if today, uh, like supposedly, if we cut RC completely out of this, and they're alone with Vota initiative, they still make the best move to kill Mintosis capital and use a lot of ECM burst, you know, and small gains to force my sub capital Intosis off. It just we can't make any mistake. One node worth is five of their nodes, so it's the right move to do. And they do have triple of your numbers, right? Right. Well, this was, uh, I guess, a missed opportunity then to strike a, a pretty important blow to uh, Toilet Papers, yeah. their French alliance, uh, to their iHub. That's what this battle was about. Yeah. Now, I have this fight happening in many different systems. So which actual system was it in? Uh, the subcap sub fight was in HW tag. Right. Oh, is that there? Okay. WH tech um, But it's a south fight, so there's going to be stuff all over the constellation. Yeah, we choose to fight HW, which is like in center of tribute. Right so, there in the middle, yeah. Yeah, because we can get out of the constellation easier. Mm -hmm. And I imagine it extended to D7. I did hear earlier something about D7. Is right D7 here. is the stager, mm, okay. and uh, WH is one, one system next to it. And you have the Veil of Silence system, uh, which we control. Mm -hmm. So I choose to fight in WH. Uh, we can get a better extraction. Things go south. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, what's next for you guys? Uh, I've already announced to move Stager closer. Like we moved out of Owasa a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mm -hmm. It's in HTEC 5 GUI in Veil of Silence right now. But we're gonna move it closer. TP probably will like it because they claim to can you know they can farm us impunity. But I, I think in the end, because it turns out uh, it's not a desirable thing to live among FRT and our allies. Miri have a lot to say to do with that, right? You camp us for like a month now, and you got so many juicy kills. We've uh, the future is. Helping out TP, uh, helping them defend themselves, and uh, killing some more fraternity so that uh, the next person who tries to buy our space or structures offers a little more money for them next time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, makes sense. You have a better record than TP uh, on the Blobs job. Oh yeah, we have we have some guys who are. Very dedicated and very experienced. Yeah. Um, uh, probably because your time zone is closer to ours compared to yours. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we have guys who are very experienced with Black Ops and hot dropping in general, um, especially when we picked up United Federation of Conifers. They, I mean, one of the big things that broke Guardians of the Galaxy was Cone's persistence in absolutely de destroying the southern half of their space. Um, and they did that mostly through Black Ops and Hot Dropping. So they have a lot of guys who are very good at it. 
So what is Rote Capel doing right now? You said in the future you're going to be helping TP defend their area, which would be right here. Um, but you're in low sec, right? Yeah. So. Say again? I mean, we, we all kind of came into this conflict with the expectation that we're not going to win, right? Right. We're outnumbered by a significant margin. Um, uh, you're no longer that. Sorry, pardon me, but you know, no longer outnumbered by a significant margin. That last fight, anyway, was pretty close because if we look at the numbers, it was 460 to and yeah. basically so the same, 100, 100 man. In EU Prime, when like everything aligns, they can get enough numbers to compete, right? But even then, we did not, like, TP did not have, I would assume, they did not have... Uh, capital advantage and they're still short 100 people they're still outnumbered and that's with you know calling all those dudes together so like again we're pretty have somewhat outnumbered in eutc and in ustc which rocapel was we're very heavily outnumbered and so the expectation was never really thin. the expectation was rather to kind of get as much content out of it as we could before we were pushed out. And mm -hmm. I think we did that very well. And at this point, we're here because A, there's still more kills and fights to be had. And B, because toilet paper and quote did do a lot to help us when we were defending our stuff and helping us get fights. And so while they're still uh while they're still there, there's no reason for us to not help do the same. Yeah, I was muted. Sorry. I had to uh Give some instructions in real life. Here we go. Uh, this is a question to Naros. What was the idea of coming into Tribute uh, in the first place? I know you wanted to live there, but uh, what was your plan of taking the space from all these independent groups that were living in the area, of Tribute Vale and, and the like? Well, I, I've told you last time, it's mostly because CCP, uh, the changes they made, which makes NOSAC, uh, deep NOSAC is... Uh, it can't sustain us. And so you had to my move. Alliance, yeah, we have to in a way. And my alliance suffered from like lack of contents during the war. B. Uh, the war in our time zone uh, doesn't have much thing to do except for bashing jammers, anchor structures for allies, and prepare something to do. Yeah, for you did anchor a lot of right? you did anchor a lot of those structures in the war down in the south. Uh, yeah, basically every day, at least every week. Right. So coming down to a place near Losac, people love it. People love gay camp around Losac. The contents is easier and doesn't require uh, me or the other FCs to lead them, you know, day by day, which we can't do. Mm -hmm. That sound, I imagine you're dragging a giant axe behind you for some reason. Yeah. I mean, at least <laughs> during World War B, we don't have the energy to form every fleet in home and in Delve. So we kind of need that easier content. Yeah. But that's that's why you needed to move. And I know you like Tribute. Mm -hmm. But what was the plan to come in? Was it to take it or to uh, to offer people um, rental deals? or No, no. Uh, Tribute is a, small, is a small region. So you can't really outsource them to anyone else. TP used to want to make a deal with me like, they want three constellations in the West, uh, but I said no. Sorry, dude. Tribute is like eight constellations in total. What are you talking about? 
And you want half of it? Oh. You need that space for your guys. Yeah, sort of. And I don't really trust people to get tribute without you know messing me with over. And we hold MTGO right now. Uh, it's it's great, but it's not all of it, right? And we, I plan to take it as my permanent home, my next stage as my permanent home, unless I get evicted again by someone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it looks like Rook Capel right. is in there. Do you not have any more space in Tribute? Uh, Rook Capel took, they took TCU where I have the IHUB, and they have a oh, star in them to go. We kind of yeah. like a working relationship with each other. So you're hearing from, uh, I'm talking to Naros. He is the leader of Fraternity and uh, Winter Coalition by extension. I'm also talking to Murray Rathbardo. He is from Roque Capel. And, uh, so again, Murray, you were saying that um, you guys are mostly in low sec, but you move up there to help out uh, to thwart Fraternity, to stop them. It's a couple jumps away. It's not too hard. Where are you guys living in low sec? We're split between a couple stations right now, but it's just right next door, like a system or two out from. Like Tacy or uh, Hakonin? Hakonin. Yeah, we were in Hakonin for a sec. I think we're going to shift again, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, this is a popular area for for low sec uh, in here. And That's here's a great a, system if you want to mess with the whale. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, um, so you need I to... Think... Go ahead. I think interesting Noros, because i mean i understand why some of the things of why you want to move to this area but at the same time i don't know i don't know if you could convince me that this area is better for null block obviously i'm not an expert but mm, i guess in which way it can remain to be seen whether uh your your suspicion on how ccp is taking nullsec is accurate mm-hmm but we've seen some facts, right? They, they changed a lot. Kind of the ore distribution and uh -huh, yeah. that stuff. And the low sack ores and all that. Right. All right. Cool. Well, it's good to talk to both of you guys, uh, even at the same time, which is nice. Normally, we don't do this because people get hostile and start posturing and saying stuff that is just triggering. But these guys are both very cool and relaxed. So we decided to be okay. Uh, but they're definitely on two different sides of a war that's happening in the north. And uh, I think to I think this week we can say that uh, this group here in the middle, which is in the process of being targeted for eviction, uh, TP, Toilet Paper, is a French alliance. Uh, they are being helped by all their old friends, including Roque Capel. And Fraternity is trying to dislodge them and send them away. Interestingly, Initiative came up with a 50-man bomber fleet, as we could see in this battle report, and had some effective effective work here, did some effective work. So good job for Pando, since he's their FC. Yeah, they brought up 60 guys. You also had Volt up here, Rogue Consortium. Um, basically, a lot of um, the wrecking crew. I don't understand that. Why would they be all the way up here? The wrecking. Well, uh, sometimes RCs, FCs, you try go to other fights elsewhere via wormholes, which I think was what happened today. And 
one of the more recent alliances that joined RC was uh, Freight Train Diplomacy, which uh, you was in this area before, although I don't think it was one of their FCs who led this fleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we used to see lots of small, small gain, small scale alliances in the north, and now they're scattered. But they actually, you know, emerge themselves in some bigger entities, and now they're putting their influence in those alliances and trying to, you know, trace back. And I know they have a Discord server, uh, which is literally nothing but against FRT and me. And those alliances, you know, they are now uh, like trigger happy and now in Volta, uh, boom, and now in uh, RC, right? And we mm-hmm. see. For second empire is now in threat bomb, so I guess that's kind of issue. Yeah, you and you and Windjack will go way back. Oh yeah, that's just way back. That's a, a long history. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah, explain no, ex, ex, explain that inside joke there, Murray. Um, so Forsaken Empire was one of the first groups that Fraternity evicted from Vale. They used to live in middle slash east vale. Uh, and they the them and fraternity were on much less friendly terms than uh oh, may I just add one more thing then? Fraternity. With the help of the rest of Well, because you were there, Boss Alliance was there, nobody likes Winjacko, and everybody helps me a little bit. Evicting for second empire. So they had to help you with it. I just didn't show up. Uh huh. <laughs> Although at the time I was busy fighting, because uh, I was in fam at the time. I was not with Rote. I was just, um, I was busy fighting other people in Vale. I didn't really have the bandwidth for two wars at the same time. Yeah. Uh, thanks for Raid. So, uh, Forsaken Empire were super toxic, is what Luke uh, Ananar says there. And I think I remember, uh, and I don't... I'll put it nicely. Um, Lord Servant, who's one of the people who ran uh, Forsaken Empire, has a very, very strong personality. And there are some Yeah, that guy was a controversial figure. And there are some people in the game who have a very extreme dislike of him. And uh, that tends to bleed into how they consider the entire group. I see. Well, that's what I heard, that when they had imploded, that people weren't that upset about it. So that's that's just what I heard about it. Thanks, CD, yep. by the way. I appreciate it. All right. So you took care of them, uh, but your plan is to take over Tribute and Veil and to move in your guys. And you have to do that because you're adapting to what the game is it has changed to. Which is interesting, Neuros. You're somebody who's a thinker. You're looking ahead. You you said last time we talked that you probably moved too late or a little bit later than you should have when you saw the writing on the wall uh, that Owasa was no longer going to be the kind of place you needed it to be. Uh, looking forward, do you think other alliances after maybe this war and delve or whatever happens are going to have to like evolve? Or do you think they can go back to what they were doing before? Um, I think, honestly, Legacy and 
Panther Alliance, including Perrin, including Goonswarm itself, they're still they still don't have the time, you know, or they don't have the time to actually plan out their next step. They're still kind of they're stuck still in this war. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So until uh, the fight ends, probably they already start to you know think about next move, but they don't have the time to actually execute it, execute the plans for those. Uh-huh. Well, I our time zone is kind of relatively quiet, which gives me more time to think and ex- execute my plans. And my situation, it's a bit more urgent because I've been losing lots of pilots, uh, not to the other alliances, but out of the game. They mm. just don't think Eve is fun anymore or something, you know? So we've reached that point um, where people kind of finish their... Uh, initial accumulation and start to want to do PvP and find out well there's not much things to do. Are they um, so after this after you get settled into tribute if it works out for you um, do you think some some uh, new players will be attracted to the kind of gameplay that's going to be available to them? Well, yeah. I, I mean because it, I don't I think mean, that it, deep space uh, ratting is going to be what it was before ever, right. ever again. Like, and deep space ratting will get boring at that point when people have enough esque, right? Right. But if you see the Korean, the Korean community, uh, we have Siege Green, they live in low sec, which is a pretty smart decision. Yeah. And they always have the constant contents flowing around them. Even when their man FC is not around, they can do that just by themselves. It's automatically like the contents goes after them, which is what I wanted to do. Like if you live seven jumps from Jita, uh, I bet you can find something to do by yourself. Uh, interesting. So you're making that move to adapt, and uh, low sec might be a, a new place to find some excitement for your guys. Um, keep the variety up. Yeah. What do you? Uh... What do you think is going to happen with this war? By the way, are you out of the war? Because you seem to be up here in the north. Are you fighting? Uh, We just anchored in Asbel behind 1DQ yesterday. Of course, Wins was holding my hand. I couldn't do it for a whole week until Wins came. (laughs) Uh He actually gave us a lot of advice uh, during that fight. So we couldn't do it without him. You said Vince? Vince Draken from Mm -hmm. NCR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our time frame to be there, right? Yeah, so I think it's this morning. Yeah, right. So he helped you out uh, and gave you some instructions right. and stuff. He helped us out and uh, yeah, took the NC fleet himself. Where, where so was we, that? Uh, in AW8, we managed to anchor Nasbell in there. That's behind 1DQ. Wow, an Asbel. Uh, oh, I see. Because that's usually what you drop. Um, as a forward this, operating, think you can drop in a high ADM system. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, it's eight W eight. Oh, that's me, not you. Eight W A system. Bam. Oh, I should have known that one. I used to roam around here. So A W eight dropped an Asbel. That is one of the it's first. Yeah, that's uh, that's the last. That's the last constellation, really, that Imperium has in this delve area because this is probably going to be contested we're looking at the screen now um 
this Helm's Deep constellation is the last one up, and that'll be contested tomorrow. And and uh, in all likelihood, most of it will go down, and it'll probably be finished off soon after that. Over here, this is just cleanup work, I believe, although there's some fighting going on there. So this constellation with 1DQ is the last constellation, and you have already put down a structure in it. Is that the first structure or the second um, in that constellation from Pappy? Uh, it's the third. We already have 3 Tech D and N Tech 8. But that's the okay. first behind 1DQ. I see. So this strategy, though, we've seen it play out. And of course, it was played out in your war uh, with Fraternity versus Legacy. Sorry, Winter Coalition versus Legacy Coalition. Mm -hmm. And that is you, you put down structures uh, anywhere into the system, and then you start putting structures in the same on the same grid as the structure that you're aiming for or whatever. Uh, and then you're basically slowly crawling towards pushing their structures into destruction. I mean, it's also, it's very important for um, soft timers as well, because when you have structures in the constellation, it gives you places for your smaller groups and your fleets to sit, tether, repair, and have safe spots to stand in as the fight evolves across the constellation. Whereas without them, you're sitting in safes, getting probed, and you're constantly under threat. Yeah, my understanding is that, I mean, I'm just looking at this and trying to be objective. Is Delve's in real trouble right now. Uh, I know 1DQ can be defended for a while, but uh, the ADMs are ticking up for Pappy. And at a certain point, they'll be able to seal off systems to themselves and go to work on them with subcapitals and actually capitals because once you can jam out the uh, opponent's capitals you can take things down even faster with less effort but there are 40 keep stars in delve i think or more maybe even 50 60 isn't that going to take a long time well uh i'm not sure if i should answer this question but yeah uh probably not not yet we we probably have some more creative ways to kill keep stars in the future. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. All right. I won't push too much because you probably can't tell me much, but it is also a situation where um, I believe the uh, Pappy has said it's going to take another three to four months for this war to end. But when they when they feel this war is over is when they have basically erased all the uh, Imperium structures in Delve. Have you heard that, or do you have a finish line for your guys? Uh, we're pretty much aligned with Panpan on this issue. Uh, we regularly talk with each other, me and the other Panpan leaders, uh, to sort out like how we're going to do this next step. We sometimes talk about our end goals, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, I've listened to Evictus Soda today, um, right. and I remember one thing they said about it, so to evict from Delve, I think that's a pretty, that's a relatively yes. achievable, you know, uh, achievable goal comparing to completely erase them from the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the Evictus leader here, he just did a, a State of the Alliance or a meeting. I don't know what this was, but it was some kind of a meeting there. Evictus Alliance meeting is what it's called on the 13th. 
And I haven't heard it all, as you can see, but uh, from what I understand, Gregorian, you heard more of it than I did. What what was the gist yeah, of it? Yeah, I, I haven't listened to uh, the whole whole thing, but uh, I th- I, he uh, he said that they that they were they weren't planning on making the Imperium just quit the game like uh, is often pr- the presented at the goal is often presented as because that would honestly be too much work and not really a great outcome anyway. Right. But so, so it's not about uh, kicking people out of the game or erasing them or whatever else, but uh, it is about destroying, um, destroying the Imperium as much as they can on the ground in Delve, uh, which uh, appears to be, it's not being done right now. There are a lot of structures being destroyed, but they are certainly controlling a situation with mm, the sub-capital superiority um, to be able to do it in the future, I think. I think it'll depend a lot, too, on how it ends, right? And I know that sounds silly, but in event of a Pappy victory, what does that look like? Does it look like goons moving their supers via Keepstar to maybe getting them into Fountain and getting out and having their fleet somewhere else that they can do something with it? Or does it look like goons turtling in one DQ until there's nothing they can jump to in range and then being forced to either asset safety or try and them. like off and do this, something with that because if that's the case then it might look a lot more difficult for goons to try and regain their footing two three months down the line when they start pulling the super fleet out of asset safety trying to pay for all that pulling stuff out of asset safety and then finally trying to sort out what they want to do next yeah uh, it's silly to think uh you can drive someone from the game you can just uh take away their things in the game and it seems to me like what's happening is there's a circle that's closing in on one DQ and the the players might be able to take off if they want and reappear anywhere they want, of course, but like those Titans can't, you know, they have to be, they have to find a way out and that sort of stuff. So it seems to me like eventually it's, it's going to get to a point where the, the, the Titan question has to be settled. What happens to the Titans on both sides? Where do they end up? It'll be interesting to see. Also, one other take that uh, the leader of Evictus was saying that that was interesting is MTAC2 here. Uh, You can see it's right here. A system where about 130, I think, is the number that is put out there. Titans are still there from Pappy's side, still buried. And they are still being camped by the Imperium. And there's, uh, I think... What he said was interesting. He said uh, that Imperium is still camping those 130 Titans because they feel like that is more valuable than defending space right now. Uh, because I don't know. I guess they've I guess they've done the calculation. So it's more valuable for them to stay there, keep those Titans buried as long as they can, and uh, at the same time, I guess try to defend. But they're not. I don't know if they're having a full effort of defending. There was a ping yesterday from the Imperium, according to a source over on the Pappy side. So it is a, um, 
a pappy source, but basically said that they only got 80 people in a fleet. And this was not, this was like a, not one of their top FCs, but one of their, you know, pretty well-known FCs. So that seems like a very low number for a coalition. Uh, I don't know what's happening with the, the Imperium. Do you guys have any thoughts on that before we close up the show? The Imperium's resistance at level at this point? I say it's still pretty high, uh, especially when you touch 1DQ constellation. It's like a totally different, the real, real dough, you know? The, the number could get from 120 before we get in and pump up like a double, almost a full fleet after we get into 1DQ. Which so is it's also a... the reason why it's so hard to get into one of you because it's a problem to get out always. So they fast really, I'm sorry, they form really fast if you get near one DQ. Yeah, that's my experience uh, in my time zone. I'm not sure about the EU and the US. Oh, so in your time zone, they can still put like 250 people. Yeah, they did yesterday. The field. They did, good. That's a pretty strong, that's a pretty strong reaction. All right. Cool. Marie, you have anything else? Uh, the only thing I'd say is uh, I've been feeling a little vindicated over the course of uh, these couple of weeks. Because oh, yeah? uh, a lot of people are very dismissive of the groups that lived in Tribute and Vale and kind of said, like, oh, like, you know, any no block comes over, they would just push them over and they'd be gone. And I've consistently said that unless they were willing to bring their super fleet down to do it they would not be able to get anywhere and I, I think that i like to think that i've been proven right on that point at least well, um, do you think super cap would matter today i think in this very specific fight it may not have mattered as much but the super capital umbrella changes a lot of calculations in how we fight and how people fight against those odds and without the supers there, it would be a lot easier to do a lot of what you can do to punch up, which I feel is a little vague, but it does. Matter a lot. Okay. Um, the other thing is that I hope somebody pays G to sell for my structures next time. <laughs> that That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get offered less? Is that what happened? Uh, buy on only some of them. Which was not enough. And TP offered 250 bill. When I told them, haha, nice joke. And they're like, no worries, just sell two of your keep stars. <laughs> they offered you money. Got a lot of keep stars. No, they <laughs> offer they offer me to pay them 250 bill and leave. Oh it's like not gonna happen. No, thank you. Well why wouldn't you why wouldn't you take that? 250 billion you pay them, they leave the keep stars for you. Uh it's it's like why Uncle Sam doesn't negotiate with the terrorists. Not saying they're terrorists, but I can't yes. set this precedent, you know? Because then everybody will ask you for money so they can get yeah. out of your way. True. Instead of you just taking it. Did you make a counter offer or did you just say no? I left it off. Okay. Our our counter offer to No Rouse's uh, initial offer to us was changing our solve timers. Yeah, that's the shady. That was your counter. <laughs> It's not so honorable move. Just a couple of days. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not in charge of Diplo, so not my department. I All just, right. I stab people. Yeah, that was, 
that's a funny counter reaction. You did it without informing them, I'm sure. So that you basically, uh, well, yeah, you know, go, hi, I'm moving my soft timers away from you. If you could just wait a couple of days, I'd appreciate it. That's <laughs> generally not how that works. Yeah. All right. Uh, Norris, anything else that you wanted to discuss or? Uh, no, anything? really. It's been very pleasant discussion. Good. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Noros. And thank you, Murray. Appreciate that. We've got just a, thanks for joining us. We've got just one more thing here that we wanted to cover. And that is a little something with not the Prometheus. Uh, well, I don't know. We talked about this yesterday at BTACR. Actually, you saw it live. Uh, we Not live, but recorded right after it happened. That was the BTACR station was blown up. We showed yeah. you that footage at the same time we talked to Sedo. And uh, we also wanted to take a look at, how did I lose it? You mean the Sotillo? Yeah, Sotillo, yeah. I had it up here. Yeah, someone okay. who, uh, well, yesterday we noted that one, one of the Sotillos that was killed on Sunday, there were three total, one of which hasn't hit Z Killboard yet, was the first Sotillo to ever be killed with a specific Tech 2 rig. And someone was looking at the kill mail and noticed that also, well, this probably isn't really a huge deal. It's just interesting to notice that it was clearly, someone was clearly building with Tech 2 Blueprint originals in it. Okay, how did we figure that out? Because uh, when a structure has undelivered industry jobs, when it's destroyed, they drop and are able to be looted. So they dropped in stacks that are not only too large to have come from a BPC, but also match uh, a, several Several of them were 119 frigates, which matches the, the output of a 30-day cycle, which is the max you can do with a blueprint. A 30-day a cycle of... Uh, in that, in a Sotillo with uh, the kind of rigs that that one had. Right. I'm looking at their stuff. I sh I don't see the quantities here. Uh, a lot of capital parts, though. But this was the very expensive uh, Sotillo. Is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. So you'll look at like uh, several types of Tech Two frigates, uh, interceptors, and uh, and Enyo, Enyos, mm -hmm. so most of them are 119 and uh, stacks oh, of 100. Gotcha. And, okay. And 119 is the uh, 30 day cycle from a BPO. See it. So malediction, 119. Aries, 119. Uh, okay, that makes sense. And there's no way that could be. It's too big a coincidence that could be yeah copies. And, and even if it, if it, that wasn't the the amount that you get from a thirty day cycle, it's also you only you can only get no, less than a tenth of that per uh, job you can with a blueprint copy. Right. So that makes sense. Wow. So, but that doesn't mean that anybody lost. Uh, an Ares or Malediction BPO, which is very rare, right? Because those are T2 ships. Right. Those they're, those went where? They're asset safety to Ermelin now. 
Okay, so that whoever owned those still has them. It's just that they didn't get to deliver these Ares and Maledictions before this was destroyed. And because of how, because there's no market value on a Tech 2 BPO, there's no asset safety fee. Oh, I see. So or, even those, yeah, these things are priceless. Twenty bill, it'll be basically free to pull out asset safety. Right. The only thing that happens with the BPOs, right, because there's no actual market price for them, since those things were gotten through research a long time ago, they closed all that up. Uh, you can't get those anymore. Uh, so they have no price on the market. They're never sold on the market. They're sold from person to person. They're too valuable to sell on the market. And the same thing happens with a lot of uh, specialized ships, like uh, and they, tournament ships. BP, BPOs actually can't be sold on the market because the research make, makes it impossible to trade via market because it's now a unique item and not some commodity that is interchangeable with any other item like that. Oh, that's interesting. Also, interestingly, there are some ships that sell so uh, rarely on the market that they just don't have a listed price. So uh, when they are asset safety, they actually don't have a big, um, well, they don't have a, a, a 5 or 15% fee associated with them. And we're talking ships like the Vanquisher um, or I think even, uh, what's the, what's the big, uh, Kaldari one? Yeah, I think it's, well, the Vanquisher, I think is the Serpentis, uh, faction Titan. Also there's the, um, the Nyx version. Oh, what's that one called? The Vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah. So I've noticed that those things get assets, ships like those faction Titans, faction super capitals will sometimes get asset safety and have a freely like a, a one to two percent fee associated with them instead of the typical fifteen percent, which is very interesting. Same thing with BPOs. That's why we brought it up to begin with. But it's all very interesting. All right. Well, uh, thanks guys again for coming by. And oh, by the way, Gregorian, do you have any other piece of news that we should say before we go? Uh, not, not that I can think of. <laughs> why do you say that with a question mark? <laughs> I don't know of any other news uh, right okay. now. Gotcha. All right. Well, I want to say thanks very much for joining us for Talking in Stations. We'll be back tomorrow with more EVE Online news for you. Until then, we'll transfer you over to Trash Talk Tuesday, which is starting right now. And uh, don't forget to support us any way you can, either through uh, Twitch subscriptions. Use your Prime subscriptions. Those are free, and we would appreciate those. Or you can always go to patreon.com slash matterall and uh, help us out that way as well and if you can't do any of that just give us uh, upvotes hit subscribe on our youtube channel that's uh, youtube.com slash talking in stations and don't forget we have a daily podcast these daily shows that you're listening to now get put on youtube but they also now have a podcast you can find that on spotify it's called eve online news day so for everybody that is watching us, thank you guys, and we will see you tomorrow.